Thanks for joining us today on Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. And I'm Beth. And, and Missy, it's so good to be at the table with you. The it, table looks a little different today. <laughs> it definitely does. And uh, we are in an entirely new place, sort of uh, going mobile, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But that's the, the wonders of technology today, that you can record in different places. And while construction is going on at the office, we're here in your home. So it's wonderful to be here. Well, I am so glad to have you at my table. And I will tell you, this table is kind of old. Um, we've many had memories. Many, many memories. And and we've had it for over 30 years. Uh, probably if I was a little more fashion conscious and oriented, I would have switched it out for another table in the last few years. But many, many memories. It's a beautiful table, and I, I don't think you should change a thing. Well, I will keep it. It, it, it gets very, very big. And I like that part of my table because there are times that not only is every chair filled, but we move a bench up, we have some stools around for the kids. Um, I, I love having space at the table for everyone to join us. Well, and your family's growing, so. Yes, it <laughs> certainly is, and, and it's wonderful. But, but Missy, as I said, when we bought this table, we were so excited because it had... Um, multiple leafs that we Mm -hmm. could put in but we knew that someday we would be alone and we could take it down to the four foot table that it it goes down to Mm -hmm. right four foot round um and you know i don't know if we have had it at that four foot round a half a dozen times in the 30 years that we've had it because it seems like even when we get to that place where we here we are empty nesters home alone there's always people coming and going, and I'm so thankful. But sitting at this table, um, oh, the memories. And sitting at this table, I am taken back to some of the first moments that uh, I sat at the table, I opened the word, I s- cried out to God. And sitting at this table, I heard his still small voice. Mm. So you can imagine, I'm not in any hurry to get rid of this table. Is it still in fashion? Well, probably not. It's solid, though. It's a, it's made here in Amish country. So it is a solid hardwood table, and it has seen the test of time. But it's not about the style and the fashion. It is about the memories mm. of sitting at this table and specifically... Uh, as as I sit here and look at the chair in front of the sliding glass doors in our dining room area, uh, we're in a different house than when we first bought this table, but we still had sliding glass doors in the dining room area. And I remember one morning sitting with my back to the sliding glass doors, um, which in that house meant that I could look straight out the front door. And I remember crying out to God as I was reading a book by Evelyn Christensen called What Happens When Women Pray. Mm. And it was at this table in one of these chairs that are still around the table that I, I just was crying out to God about about my wonderful husband, my high school sweetheart, uh, the father of our two children at that point, and um, just saying, Lord, you know, he he's such a good man, but he needs you. And I so remember God's still, small, quiet, and I'm going to call it a whisper. And he said, I will take care of it. 
And at that time, I knew without a doubt that I, uh, there was nothing that I had to do that I could do, that this was all a matter of God being mm-hmm. at work in my precious husband's life. And you know, it was within a couple of months that I received a phone call from one of Brian's dear friends. He's a good friend. He was a business partner with him for years, um, and they're still good friends to this day. And he, he called me from the golf course one night, and he said, you know what, Brian is asking so many questions. Mm. He is so close. And he said, I want you to know my wife and I are praying and with you, and it's it, it's he's right there. He just has to take the step. And, um, you know, he was right. And he came alongside my husband and met him at a point of um, commonality, right? The golf course. And I think, Missy, that's such a beautiful picture of the body of Christ. We are here doing the work with the hands and feet of Christ. But it's not just about, well, it's not about us. And it's not even just about the church okay we are the church but we are called to go out into Mm. the world and walk alongside those who don't know jesus and it's it's not holding them to a standard of what we believe life should look like it's simply coming alongside and loving them well Mm. loving them as as the i don't know the saying goes building a bridge of relationships strong enough to bear the weight of truth because when that bridge is strong you're loving them enough that they feel safe and free to ask questions how do you do life like this why do you do life like this but coming at them and hammering them over the head with the sword of the lord which Mm. is is oh we need to have the sword of the lord in our hands we do we need to have the word in us but it's not as um a club Um, to beat someone up with it's as a foundation it's as our core strength to continue on Mm. in in a hard world in a darkening ever darkening world and continue on through the valley of the shadow of death so that we can come alongside those who are also on this journey you know that's such a beautiful picture of really how we are to do life Mm -hmm. and it's interesting that we we get this wrong somehow in the body of Christ. We we don't judge our own sin, which is what we are to do. Mm-hmm. We but we have the hammer ready to judge other people, which is not our job at all. And so we've got the whole thing backwards. And unfortunately, that has done a lot of harm to those outside the body of Christ, those seekers who have perhaps come to the church or come to someone who uh, has claimed the name of Christ and kind of walk walked away bloody or wounded and 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 that's true of what we do to our brothers and sisters in Christ as well but but when we are who we need to be in Christ when we have right standing before the Lord when we are in obedience to him when we are serving and loving him then out from us flows a grace and a mercy to other people that shows them who he really is and that's what draws them to Christ so it's the the word of God, knowing the word of God and being able to show someone in the word of God, well, this is what God says about that Mm -hmm. without Mm -hmm. it being like, you know, a a sledgehammer, like knocking them upside the head or 
beating a pulpit or, or any of those things that unfortunately we've all seen and heard. The idea of living such a life that others are asking us, what is it you have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, it is, what is it about you? Mm-hmm. you know? And I think even the illustration of how you, as a loving wife, a believer, prayed for her unbelieving husband, God worked outside of you, mm-hmm. but he worked in such a way that it was perfect for what Brian needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a beautiful, beautiful picture of how God loves us and draws, draws us to himself. You know, we love him because he first loved us, but that's how he loves us is that he um, provides those hands and feet that we need to see him in the flesh, so mm-hmm. to speak, because mm-hmm. it, it's hard to imagine Christ's love for us. It really is, especially when you have not known unconditional love or you have uh, gone through things where, or you maybe you've even seen the church in action and not in a good way, you know, where they've judged one another, or they've judged others. So that kind of struggle, I mean, we have to be really aware of that, I think, and it it's not our job to change people, but it's our job to be obedient to the Lord and to live out our life with him, his love flowing through us, all those things. The same, you know, that's what that friend of Brian's was doing. Mm-hmm. He was just Absolutely. living his life. Mm-hmm. Just living his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that a beautiful picture of what we all should be doing? Mm-hmm. And um, it will be exciting to get to heaven and hear some of those stories, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was living his life reflecting the glory of what God had done in his own life, right? And in in living it that way, um, just living living out God's call on his life, it was um, it was a light. He he was a light to Brian. It, it wasn't a a, a a friendship of condemnation. Right. Um, he wasn't constantly telling him, "You need to. You need to." He was just doing life. And, and doing it with my husband. Um, and I'm so thankful. And they know that. Uh, both both he and his wife know how much we appreciate mm. them and, and their influence and, and love relationship in our lives. It reminds me of a book that Brian and I were listening to recently on Audible, written by Jackie Hill Perry, called Holier Than Thou. How's that for a title of a mm. book? But uh, her testimony is incredible. And she talks about her Aunt Merle in, in some other books and, and testimonies she's given. And her Aunt Merle was that person who lived a life of holiness before God, recognizing the holiness of God and continuing to turn to him in order to uh, order the steps of her life and and reflect his glory and in living life in that in that god facing um, uh, lifestyle she loved the people around her whether they were going in the same direction or not mm. and Jackie Hill Perry talks about her her aunt as being she said you know she was like thrice holy 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 because she was just constantly coming before the throne of god but it it wasn't a, a holiness that was a battering ram to her niece it was a holiness that drew her in and Jackie Jackie Hill Perry's point in this book holier than thou is that maybe we as the church have gotten it wrong she said she sat in youth group meetings as as a teenager as a as a young adult where what was pointed out was her sin 
you know, you can't, you can't, you need to. But she said, what if they had instead illuminated the holiness of God and helped me to see who he was in order for me to say, wow, I want to stay pointed towards him. Instead, she said, I felt shame and condemnation, and I ran from that. Mm. However, to the glory of God, she had family members who continued to love her even when she was running hard and fast away from um, the holiness of God. I'll let you read the book. Listen to it on Audible. (laughs) Uh, Look up her name. Listen to interviews uh, with her. She, I believe she is an up and coming teacher. She's mentored by Priscilla Shire. So, you know, and Christine Kane and, and some of those other wonderful, wonderful teachers and authors of today who, who are looking behind them to see who's coming along mm-hmm. from the generations behind us, not just, not just doing life in our own circle, right? Where we're comfortable, but saying, okay, Lord, you've, told us in your word that we are supposed to be uh, a people who are doing life and and showing others who you are and so anyway back to all of that her name is Jackie Hill Perry and I think she is an author and speaker worth taking a listen to because she comes back to the word of God each and every time she's also written recently a bible study on the book of Jude Okay, have you looked at the book of Jude lately? <laughs> no, I don't believe I have. Well, actually. I think there's like, um, <laughs> let me think about this, 20, 27 verses or something. Um, and I think it's an eight-week Bible study or 12-week Bible study. Hmm. So that should tell you she is, um, let's see, see if I'm right. 25 verses, and I think it's a 12-week Bible study. 25 verses in 12 weeks. Yeah, so again, if you're, if you're looking to open the Word and dig in deep, there are authors out there who will lead you through that uh, process. And um, gather a circle of friends of, at your table, you know? It doesn't matter if the table's 30 years old or 100 years old or 3 years old. Open your home or a table at a local coffee shop or wherever to, to people in your world who, um, who are wanting to dig in, to know more, and uh, maybe you'll be introducing them to the truth of God's word, or maybe they will be helping to strengthen your faith in a season that is that's hard because we live in a world that's hard. Hmm. Boy, and it's not getting any easier, that's for sure. Mm. I mean, we have everything we need for godly living. God promises us that in his word. But we have to receive it and accept it and use it and yield ourselves to him, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So there are seasons, I think, in life that are more difficult than others. And so it may be a season of, you know, things are going pretty good for me right now. Or it may be a season of, I don't even know how I'm going to get through this. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what kind of season you're in, God is there ready to walk with you through it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we've talked about it a hundred times, how, you know, through the fire, through the flood, through, through whatever it is you are going through, that God will be with you. It doesn't mean that we are, you know, 
protected from anything hard or difficult. No, in fact, uh, Scripture tells us to uh, endure hardship as a good soldier Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. We're encouraged to join in Christ's suffering. Mm -hmm. I mean, suffering, Beth, this isn't isn't a light thing we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. And yet we so... So much of the time what I hear in a church setting or from other Christians is, you know, we we try to avoid the suffering or we try to, uh, you know, we want the convenient or we want the, we don't, we don't want the burden. We don't, Mm -hmm. we don't want the hard thing. We don't want to go through the hard thing. We don't want to see others go through the hard thing. And yet sometimes that's exactly what God calls us to, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Absolutely. I think of that song, um, what if the blessing comes through raindrops? What if the healing comes through tears? Uh, it's not always the way we think it's going to look. However, God is faithful, and his His desire is to journey through with us. He doesn't leave us alone. He journeys through with us. And so that's why we can, as the Word says so often, continue steadfastly. Missy, you and I have come to love Colossians chapter mm, 3. Yes. But as I read on into Colossians chapter 4, um, you know, I see it in my Bible. I've written down... In my own hand, uh, verses 2 and 5 and 12. And I'm going to read those, and then we can go back to the, to the whole chapter. Um, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Verse 5 says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of time. Verse 6 says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer each person. And verse 12 says that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. And that reminds me of of Colossians chapter 1, where we are told that um, Paul says to the church of Colossae that we are here to proclaim Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. There is a goal in all of this. It's not that we remain baby Christians being spoon-fed or bottle-fed by our church or by the neighbor that's so kind to us. It's that we may grow, that we may mature, and then that we may be a light that shines bright for others who are in that process of going through, growing, maturing. So there there is a commonality in all of Paul's letters to the churches, but it it really is Christ in me, Mm. that he would work, as Paul says, powerfully work within me. We can't do that if we don't know him, if we haven't hidden his word in our heart, if, if, if our core is not filled with his spirit and his strength and his word. How do, how do we get that? Well, it's really, it's on us. Yeah. It's on us to take that first step. Will God supernaturally empower us and enlighten us and teach us? Absolutely. But he's knocking at the door. It's on us to open the door and invite him in. So, yeah, that's, Some of the lessons I've learned as I've opened the word at this table that we're sitting at today, and I I think it's quite lovely that uh, there's construction going on (laughs) where we normally record and that you are here, uh, not in the house where it all began, 
but at the table where I can tell you my faith went from my parents' faith to my own. Yeah. Yeah, and watching your children around this table mm-hmm. growing into their own faith, I'm mm-hmm. sure. And now your grandchildren, your mm-hmm. grandsons that sit at this table and sing with Bia and learn verses with Bia, and uh, they will have many memories of this table as well. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Beth, that's truly where it has to start, right, in our own homes. Mm-hmm. I-, I think if we did our jobs as parents a little better sometimes that we would, um, that that all of us as a whole would see more growth and more maturity. But somewhere along the line, we've dropped the ball in our churches, in our homes, in passing that on. Well, I think um, as parents, we get consumed with the busyness and and our children learning about Jesus, learning scripture, le- learning all those important things becomes the job of the church yes. or maybe the if you're sending them to a private school and... Um, we may ask them what they learned, but we're not actively mm. teaching. And I don't, I say that as one who, who walked that path. Um, I wish I had been more intentional about teaching my kids mm. Bible verses. Well, here's the good news, Beth, for all of us. It's never too late mm-hmm. to start right now, Mm -hmm. regardless of the age of your children or where you're at in life or what season you're in. You can begin now having intentional uh, discussions and conversations about about Jesus, about God, about your own walk of faith, about your own struggles. And, you know, age appropriate, there's always something to share from the tiniest to the, the oldest uh, ways that you can share about your life and what you're reading in his word. And particularly if you're being faithful to being in the word, you have a lot to share then, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's on the tip of your tongue. It's always there to uh, point out to others. Or if you're in conversation with your children or your, you know, perhaps even your your parents, your your siblings, your neighbor, your friends, if you're in God's word, it's there for you to share with them in a way that's very natural. Because as you're learning and growing and gleaning and meditating, you're able to share in such a way, just as you described earlier with Brian's friend on the golf course, Mm -hmm. well, this is what I was reading in scripture just the other day, or Mm -hmm. this is why I do this, because this is what I believe the Bible says about that, and Mm -hmm. it says it here, and this is how it says it. And you know what I'm saying? It's a a way of life. Mm -hmm. It's a walking with someone rather than... uh, speaking at someone well and truly and this this is kind of um this is directed towards our social media driven learning that many of us find ourselves in today okay we and here we are on a podcast and and i'm saying we listen to podcasts we listen we listen online we listen to people we don't do life with okay so we don't know if the words that they are speaking are matching up with the life that they are living right we hope we hope and I guess my fear is that oftentimes we gravitate towards people who are saying what we want to hear instead of saying what we need to know however that's why we need to do life in community so that you can see if the words that they're telling you are being lived out in their lives. Let me tell you a little story about this friend of Brian's who 
played golf with him and just kept speaking truth to him. Now, is he a perfect man? No, because he lives in a fallen world like all of us. None of us are perfect, okay? He wasn't Jesus. He was Jim. And Jim just continues to be such a good friend to Brian. Did we see him live out the truth of God's word? Yes, we did. Here's an interesting way we saw it. Um, less than a decade ago, but a few years ago, uh, we were in the midst of a, of a business decision where we needed money. And um, it, we, we thought it was just going to be a, a temporary loan, but we did go to the bank and we were approved for the loan. Well, when our friend Jim heard, he came to Brian and he said, hey, I, I'm all in on this. I believe in you. I think this is a great decision. I want to loan you money. He was dumbfounded. Okay. Uh, okay, sure. And, um, you know, the banks, it's this interest rate. And, and Brian got to see the word lived out when his friend said, no, I think the Bible's pretty clear. We are to loan without interest. I want to loan you this money because I believe in what you're doing. How's that for putting feet to yeah. your faith? That, that's what happens when you do life with people who are investing in you and not just listening. And I'm all for podcasts and online sermons and, and video. You know, I love Priscilla Shire teaching with the video messages that we receive. But you've got to still be in community, doing life with people. Mm. That's, I, I truly believe that's, that's where the all that's poured into you kind of solidifies and becomes that that anchor that truly holds fast because you have people around you loving you through the hard places. We still have to do the face-to-face, and I think we've become used to having a screen or some anonymity or something in between us and other people, and it's it's not good. Mm-hmm. In, in many ways, it's not good. And in some ways, it, it, it can be useful and helpful, but you have to be very, very careful with that kind of thing mm-hmm. because face-to-face, you, we, we all need accountability, mm-hmm. whether we recognize that or not. We all need people speaking into our lives, speaking truth, mm-hmm. the truth of God's word into our life because when we isolate ourselves or we just listen to the voices that make us feel good, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I've heard you use the illustration of a doctor before. You don't want the doctor to pretend that things all right with mm-hmm. you. No, you go to a doctor because you want him to say, okay, this is a problem. Here's a diagnosis, this, 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 and this, and this mm-hmm. is what we need to do to take care of it so you can be healthy. Mm-hmm. We need the same kind of friends in our life who are willing to look at our life and say, hmm, no, this isn't good for you. Because Rather than somebody saying, oh, that's okay. That doesn't matter. Um, you know, go ahead and eat the unhealthy stuff. You're all right. You look great. I mean, thanks. I appreciate that. But re- in reality, is that really helping me? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. No, I need somebody to say the hard thing. Say, yeah, miss, you you need to watch what you're eating. You're not eating healthy, and that's why you've gained this weight, and that's why you feel this way. Mm-hmm. Stop right now. Make a plan. Consider where you're headed. Change your direction, and it will get better. And I'll walk with you. I know it'll be tough, but I have a good friend who loves this first. No discipline is pleasant at first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I've heard that verse I don't know before. Who that would be, but, but how true, and how... 
we get the wrong idea sometimes about what it is to quote unquote love someone, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want to, and we have the idea of, you know, offending somebody or this or the other. No, let's, let's speak the truth in love as scripture tells us to do. That is loving Mm -hmm. someone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because hand in hand, those two going in hand in hand, grace and truth, love and truth. I mean, when you're speaking the truth in love, you are offering grace Mm -hmm. to others. And you're giving them the best that you can give them. If you are pretending or saying what they want to hear or avoiding the hard things, Mm -hmm. that's not real love. Because you're allowing them to get, whether, I mean, think of all the different areas of life, whether that's, you know, maybe their health or maybe finances or any of those things. Those things can spiral downward Mm -hmm. in a big hurry. And if they're listening to someone tell them, oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you eat that. Well, then somebody ends up with diabetes or heart disease or, you know, overweight issues or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or f- financially, mm-hmm. if, if we're not encouraging others to tithe and to have a budget and to be careful with their finances, they could end up in some real debt, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe that it'd be a gambling problem or a shopping addiction or a thousand and one other things that if we're not willing to call others out on it. And I don't mean in a judgmental way. I mean, in a loving way that speaks truth to people. Um, We don't understand how to do that. I don't think we don't understand how to speak the truth in love in such a way that other people will hear what we have to say, because if all we're doing is beating them over the head, they're turning away from us. They're turning away from the word of God and they're, they're turning toward other things. What we want to do is speak in such a loving way that they turn toward the word of God Mm -hmm. and are willing to look at it and then open it up and allow the word of God to transform their lives. Right. Amen. That's, that's love. That's the kind of love that we want in our life. Absolutely. That's the kind of loving person we want to be in others' lives. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean we go out and look for things to pick about or judge over or whatever. We wait for opportunity. You know what I mean? In the word, you fill yourself up with the word. You understand who God is. You, you continue to fill yourself up with it. And then opportunity comes to share with someone else. Mm-hmm. You speak from a standpoint of love. Mm-hmm. And, and you just say, this is what God says. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I understand it's difficult. But if you, if you want to walk this path and you need somebody to walk with you, I'll walk with you. I, mm-hmm. I'll be here. I understand. I know it's tough. I know it is. But I also know that God's way is the best way. Mm-hmm. So if you follow that way, it will end up, you'll end up where you want to end mm-hmm. up. If you follow any other way, it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean we quit loving them if they choose to walk away, right? Right. Right? Absolutely. It may, may break our hearts, may break their hearts, but we have to quit being so fearful of the yes. wrong thing. Yes. <laughs> Fear of man, right? Right. Right. Um we are to fear God. His word tells us we we are to fear him and fear him alone. You know, today we've sat here at at my table and I'm so thankful Missy that that you're here at this table with me. There's so much more that we have to talk about. So I'm I invite you to this table again and again. But the bottom line is it takes a choice on our part. Uh, we've talked about Joshua 24 before, you know, when Joshua is standing before his people and he says, choose this day whom you will serve, whether it's the gods of the world, the small G gods of the world, or this God, this God who has walked with us through all of these things. And he says, as for me and my house, 
we will serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be a choice that we personally make, whether we are at our table, at the couch, uh, doing laps around our house, uh, whatever it is that, that, we, that we come before God and we say, Lord, I choose to do it your way. I, this day, say, as for me and my house, we will serve you. We've got to be willing to take that proactive step in our own lives. Um, I don't know what that looks like for you, whether it's it's saying, you know, Lord, I've been sitting here at my table and I've been um, reading your word, but I and I've been listening to your word through the online venues that we have today, but I'm not doing life with uh, a, a, a real person next to me. Show me who that person could be. I don't know what it's going to look like in your life, but this is what I do know. When you finally respond to him knocking at the door of your heart and you open it up and say, Lord, come in. I want to do life your way. Uh, you're in for a season, a lifetime of life with Christ that you don't want to miss out on. Thanks for joining us here at this table. Thanks for coming into our house today and sitting at the table with us as we open the word and we set our eyes on him, on things above, and we pray This day will be the day that you say, Lord, I surrender. Surrender to the truth of his word and do life in the embrace of his love. Thanks for joining us. Open the word. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed. Step back in time with a stay at one of the oldest buildings in historic Berlin, Ohio, the Worthman House. This charming building has a rich history with origins dating back to as early as the mid-1800s. The newly restored two-bedroom, one-bathroom suite has hardwood floors and gorgeous chestnut trim throughout. It is also outfitted with locally made Amish furniture. It can sleep six and offers a beautiful panoramic view of Berlin's Main Street. Its location in the heart of Berlin is an ideal spot for walking to various restaurants and shops. Book your stay at the Worthman House through VRBO.